Ready to go? Okay, hello and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm Farron, your host, and today I'm joined by Heather. Hi. And Raimi. Hi. Hi. What the hell was that? G'day, mate. G'day. G'day, mate. You sound, you sound like a guy from Japan who's constipated. That's, anyway. <laughs> hey, I drank a lot of coffee this morning. So. Oh, God, I oh, need to yeah. use the bathroom. Yeah. So. That's what you remember from Japan? Cut that out. They sound like they're constipated. No. I, I saw that going differently in my head, okay? Yeah. That's, <laughs> let, let's, let's avoid the accents, shall we? Uh, yeah, so we're no, doing, that's not going to happen. So we're doing Crocodile Dundee, and we're not going to do any more accents. And it premiered. On the 26th of September, 1986, it was directed by Peter Feynman, and I have no idea what else he's done. He's Crocodile on Crocodile Dundee 2. <laughs> maybe. Very possibly. Uh, it was written by Ken, Ken Shady, <laughs> before he was a rapper, I guess, uh, John Cornell and Paul Hogan, who, of course, plays Crocodile Dundee, along with Linda Kozlowski and David Gullpillil. He played Neville, the, um, he played the native guy. No, I hate the bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out it was a huge get for him. He's uh, He was, and I think still is, a big name in Australia. He's uh, a dance choreographer. He integrates native dance into his shows. So the dance you saw in the movie, he he choreographed that. Cool. So that was kind of neat. There's, uh, there's a factoid. I do my research, or I try. <laughs> so, Well, for instance, like this movie is based on a, on a real guy. Right, who in the seventies this sort of happened to, and Paul Hogan kept denying it and and then admitted it and then denied it, went back and forth, and this guy until the end of his days, I guess, never got a penny out of this, and there's some bitterness there, and it gave Paul Hogan some grief, but Paul Hogan was a nothing before this movie came along, like he was working, I think, construction, and he came in for an audition for like a variety show, and then did his own thing, and they were so impressed they gave him something else, and it led to this movie. He, this was his first acting job, and really his nailed only, it. Yeah, also his, <laughs> really his only acting job. I mean, he did Crocodile Dundee two, and then Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, and some commercials for the Outback, which I think is a Chevy or is it a Toyota? Restaurant? No, Toyota the Outback. Outback Toyota Outback. Yeah, that's oh it. the Outback the, car. Yeah, the oh. car. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so this movie was made on a budget of twelve point three million dollars US. Twelve million? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, going to the Outback is not. Cheap, well, I guess. Yeah, it made three hundred and twenty-eight million, so they're okay. They did they, fine. They, they they did fine. They did just fine. Yeah, it's uh, this was a huge smash, and I remember at the time it was quite the blockbuster. I don't actually remember the first time I saw this. I'm I'm going to take a wild guess and say it was a video, uh, like VHS, because I'm sure this is something my parents would have wanted to see. I think ninety-nine percent of the people. Well, I mean, three hundred twenty million dollars. Someone saw it in theaters, but I'm pretty sure we all saw it on video. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm mostly sure. We didn't go to the theater much. I literally, Jurassic Park might be the first theater movie I went to. Wow. With my uh, brothers. Um, I'm sure if I really put it together, Men in Tights, I don't know which one came out first, but like the, mid-90s was the first Robin time I Men really, in Tights, I think it was mid Yeah. Mid-90s. was like the first time I went to the theater was kind of in that range. Okay. Um, so this would have been, I would have seen this though, like late 80s. Uh, probably on VHS. Yeah. Um, it, this is one I remember a lot from my childhood, so it would be uh, probably shortly after it came out I saw okay. it for the first time. What about you? We actually saw this one in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was one of the f- few. My uh, my dad wanted to see it, so he he saved up his pennies. And, and off you guys went. Off we went, yeah. Well, that's cool. It's uh, 
how old you you would have been 86 13 you were oh. sorry 13 13 okay so yeah, I seven, guess seventy three. Yeah, I guess old enough to appreciate. It. I mean, I would have been, you know, I was uh, eighty six, so I would have been eleven. But I got it. It was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't like the mushy stuff, but you know, it's a, it's it's a, you know, it's a good movie. I mean, clearly, it's aimed at adults, not like it's an adult film. Um, or the this is a knife scene would have been very different. That's <laughs> not a knife. This, yeah, I'm sure there's a porn parody out there somewhere. There is one for everything. But, Rule thirty four. What's that? Rule thirty four. Rule thirty two. Something like that. Let's not find out. But yeah, it's um, even though it was a comedy directed at grown-ups, I got a kick out of it as a kid. I liked it. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was brilliant. I appreciate it way more now. But yeah, that makes sense. Because when I think about it now after watching it, mm-hmm. and we're obviously going to get into that. Yeah. Um, and as a kid, it was always a good feel-good movie. It was mm-hmm. one of those, oh, it's Crocodile Dundee. He's this cool guy in the Australian outback yeah. that attacks crocodiles like it it's uh yeah it was it's always been a good feeling movie yeah uh one thing i appreciate about this film is that everyone here's even even richard who's kind of a douchebag is not an evil guy like no one here is evil no one's twisting their mustache flapping their cape and going like no one's a there's no villains yeah there really is yeah like richard's a dick oh yeah for sure like he's a dick but it's because he's an entitled He's an 80s douche. He's an 80s entitled uh, New York douche. And in yeah. the 80s, newspaper was a huge thing, and he was a newspaper executive well, editing today, a big... Honest, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm just saying like, now yeah. it's more because of social media. I mean, the Less newspaper powerful. executives are not, yeah, they're not what so they the, were of yeah, the 80s. Not so. the prestigious. But yeah, he's very entitled. Um, like when you said, you know, he puts the ring on her finger, doesn't even ask her, will you marry me? Uh, <laughs> and says, I don't want you to travel as your boss, but as your husband, I can stop you from traveling. Pretty much is what he says in that <laughs> well, line. Yeah, I mean, and it's okay, like, look, he means it nicely, but. It's like, I, I think she still gets to choose for herself after you marry them, I thought. Like, you yeah, can't just club them over your head and drag them back to your cave. That's... This isn't the Republic of Gilead? If she's not a handmaid? <laughs> what? Wait? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, and then my... her, her dad was surprisingly okay with her ditching the executive and running off to with Crocodile Dundee, so. Actually, I respected that. Yeah, yeah he's, that's he's just, a good dad. He's a good. I I totally yeah. respected that. He's he's on board with her because she she clearly means more to him than the guy than Richard. And I actually that's the thing. Everyone here's nice. Like name me. I mean, other than okay, the pimp. Fine. He's the closest to a bad guy. This whole film has everyone here is generally speaking an okay guy. Well, and the, know, the guy uh, shooting kangaroos for fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the a guy, bit of a The guy looks like Ralph Klein with a bad Australian accent. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, but they're caricatures. Yeah. And they're, they're speed bumps. But other than that, like all the characters you meet, Donk and Wally and the dad and Richard and Danny the cab guy. It's and the guy that gets punched the, in the stomach? Uh, doesn't donk. Have, donk. Yeah, donk. Doesn't have any word. Lines just <laughs> yeah, anyway, get stuffed. Yeah. And he, I mean, yeah, he's sort of background, but yeah, he's there to be a he's there to be a caricature, right? He's part of the local color, but everyone's nice in this film, like, yeah. and that's yeah. that helps a film a lot. Like you don't have to be a douchebag. It's sort of like we talked about Top Gun. Name the bad guy, Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> Apparently, it's Merlin. Yeah, but there, yeah, but even the quote unquote antagonist, Iceman, he's actually a pretty good guy the guys in the soviet planes shooting down americans aren't very nice (laughs) yeah but that's but that's as close as you get and yeah they're like the pimp in this film they're kind of just sort of they're a speed bump they're not they're not characters really but yeah so you know when i'm watching this now i think two things stand out to me 
first, well, three things. First is the music. I love the music, especially that last piece. You know, when he goes on walkabout, it's just, it's just a really good piece. The cinematography is fantastic, especially in Australia. Like they really knew, like, it's like they, it's like this guy, what's his name? Uh, Peter Feynman. I get the impression he may have hired a cinematographer who knew how to film nature. Mm-hmm. Because that's really a skill. Mm-hmm. Like these guys who film for like National Geographic, like this is what they do. You know, especially when they're heading out into the bush, like it's hard not to just look and go, wow. Yeah, I like, want to go. I want to go. Yeah, well, actually, I don't because uh, I'm afraid that, you know, a, a kangaroo might wink at me and I'll be poisoned and die. Um, Everything is trying to kill you. Yeah, like I said, I, I learned from the big spiders. Yeah, I, I, I learned from Skeptic's Guide to the Universe that everything in Australia is trying to kill you except the people. But, uh, and maybe even a few of them, I don't know. And But the, believe it or not, what gets me the most, and when I watched this, I guess about two months ago to prepare for this, it's Sue's style. I love her clothing. I don't, I, which it sounds weird for me because I'm that, like, I don't give a shit about that sort of thing. But for whatever reason, she's just got this really cool style about her. Like the first time we see her in the outback with, you know, the thing on her head and those cool glass, you know, the, the, the disc glasses are two layers and leather gloves. And the, I don't know what it is. I just, with the exception of that nasty, nasty, what do you call it? That, that nasty. Fair, uh, pause. Farron is about to disappoint 14-year-old boys everywhere. Yeah, okay, sorry. continue. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, yeah, that that nasty, wedgie 80s. Butt floss swimsuit. Butt floss swimsuit. Yeah, I wasn't going to use the word, but I'll let you use it. But it's Sorry. Yeah. It's just, it's gross. Like, I never found that. That 80s style grosses me out. But everything else about what she wears, I just, you get the impression this is a character who has a style as opposed to a character who the costumer put clothes on. It's funny because the one thing about her that I really noticed in this film is she's beautiful. Like, I don't know, obviously there's makeup and everything else and and I'm sure that that plays a part in it, but she's just a beautiful woman and she like owns that and she, it's not, there's no, they don't really sell sex unless like, you know, they're in the eighties bras were optional in a lot of movies and I don't know how much that has to do with the industry. Um, so there's like a sexiness to her, but she's yeah. just beautiful. She's she's got just I don't know her facial features are very yeah distinct and symmetrical. Just, yeah, she she fills into the movie great. But she's also it's not just that she's pretty. She's she's nice. She's nice. But yeah, yeah. I think. But she's also super competent. She's. I never thought she was dumb. I never thought she was there to be the pretty girl. You know, she's she's not the '80s girl. Like she's. In many ways, I think I would watch another film about her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her sh- shoes came off and, and she stayed competent. That's, yeah. that's remarkable in the 80s. <laughs> in the 80s, yeah, fair well, enough. And the other like, thing, she didn't have to put on her glasses to be smart. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so. and the, the other really cool thing I thought is they could have made a lot of parody in this movie yes. about this blonde executive yeah. from New York as this bumbling idiot yeah, in the yeah. outback. And she, you know, grabs her pack and she says, yeah. I'll see you at the hill this afternoon. Well, you know who the joke is? Crocodile Dundee. Dundee yeah. He's he's the parody. He's the one who constantly looks like an idiot because we know he's a fake. Right. And that's one thing about the film that always sort of bothered me is that they never really addressed the fact that he's a complete he's a complete fake. But he did kill, uh, he did jump on the back of a crocodile and kill him. With well, knife. yeah, but everything else about him. I've is never fake, done but, that. Uh, well, neither have I. But then again, I've never been anywhere where there were crocodiles. But no, <laughs> Sue is. Uh, to get back to Sue for a second, she's she's competent. She's pretty. She's all these things. And actually, I think that's maybe where the style comes in. This is a woman yeah. who dresses herself. As opposed to most characters yeah, in films, and it was nothing. Don't. It was nothing really fancy. It was like a, a scarf and a and a and a, a long skirt. It was just bits of cloth, but she did it right. Yeah, and it's it, it, like I said, I get the impression that this is a real person who dresses because it 
it makes her look like, you know, she likes the way it makes her look and it, it is a confidence to it. Like everything about this character speaks to me as she's a real person. So many of the characters we see, like Charlie in Top Gun, there's nothing real about her. Right. Yeah, she dresses like one of the boys. Yeah, she's 2D. She's, yeah, she's two-dimensional, absolutely. You know, in Roxanne, the only other one I can think of is Roxanne. Yeah. You know? Very similar, right? Very, very similar. Same thing. Super intelligent. They chose a drop-dead gorgeous actress, in that case, Daryl Hannah. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Well, certainly doesn't hurt, but they never use her beauty as a crutch. And when they do here, the one time you think they're going to, when she's about to sort of wash mm. herself... He makes an ass of himself by smacking his head on the top of that, <laughs> that branch. And, and then it quickly turns. Like, you only have a few seconds of that before. And she, you know, she's in his arms, you know, oh, save me from the yeah. crocodile. But I'm sorry, I, I'd be in his arms too if I got attacked by a crocodile. I'd be goddamn terrified. But they never give a, they don't give us a chance to ever think poorly of her, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I really, and that, and that's probably what stands out for me the most. Yeah, the so. character building with her was really good. I, I, and it's it's funny, like just watching, and you say, "Oh, Crocodile Dundee's a fake," but he's not totally because he obviously knows his way around the outback. Like, mm-hmm. I need food. Here's a fish on a stick. Yeah. I need food. Here's an iguana on a spit. Like, yeah. So he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah. It's he, just he's, this, he's grown up there. It's the story in the small town, you know. And in in 1986, kids, there were not cell phones where social media was. Well, they prevalent. were, but they were bricks, and you couldn't <laughs> use them in yeah. Australia. So when a, when a <laughs> no, story when a story yeah. came out of the outback. Yeah. About this guy that got bit by a crocodile, it made it to the U.S. that he lost his leg, or even to Sydney, which isn't that far, far from Mailback. Yeah. back. Yeah. And it's it just you know it's that well, game it's a of telephone. <laughs> it's a game of telephone that you may yeah. or may not have played in your life. But, but even the, even though really even neat. the uh, the owner of the pub says I, that story gets better every, every time, time you yeah. tell it. Yeah, it's a, you know bit half his leg off, and you see it isn't much of a bite. Like, okay, it's a pretty big bite, but yeah, it didn't yeah. take his leg off. You no. know? but yeah, it's uh, so. What about you? What what stands out for you, Heather? Um. Anything in particular? Not really. It's just light and fun. Fair enough. I like nature. Not sure about constantly trying to kill me or eat me nature, but you know, it's all good. Stay stick in stick stick to the Rockies. They they less things to eat you. Yeah. Or drag you under and let you die or poison you and then cocoon your body with anyway. So yeah, let's stick. Well, I, see I would probably not do a water buffalo impression if I was at a at a watering hole known to have crocodiles in it? That's true, but of course she didn't know, and mostly it's his fault for not warning her. Don't go there! There are crocodiles! Yeah, I'm no. busy creeping on you from the bush. <laughs> well, that's why they went there. Take me where you got bit. bit by the crocodile. Yeah. Well, this looks so, like a good place to clean myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all these lilies. Perfect for something to hide under. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just splash you at the edge a little. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and provide a convenient grabbing handle for whatever... <laughs> Ooh, serving... He's like, you know, it's... Uh, it's like when the you know the individual uh, you know individual uh, wrapped fruits like ooh look you know, yeah, right. a, a handle for my food the uh, <laughs> yeah. the canteen so let's go through this and see what we see and you know so it starts off well actually it starts off in New York right where we get to see Richard speaking to Sue on the phone and naturally so we know she's on Australia the view from her uh, hotel is the Sydney Opera House because how else would we know she was in Australia right right yeah, yeah so they couldn't just scroll it across the screen. A title card? I guess they could <laughs> have. Australia, but, 1986. But they, use a, they use a visual because what's the first visual you see of New York? The Twin Towers. Yeah. You know, up until, up until you know, 9-11, that was that and... The pinnacle and, of the... Well, that and the Empire Skyline. State Building and the Chrysler Building. That's New York. And the Manhattan Bridge. But Brooklyn Bridge? Or Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. 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 
But even sure, then, there's a Manhattan Bridge too. But the Brooklyn Bridge, well, it goes into Manhattan. So yeah. yes, <laughs> <laughs> all those bridges. You know where they go? Into Manhattan. Manhattan yeah, <laughs> it's like it's an island or something. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So and then immediately we're in Australia, and it's kind of cool. Like you know, the first shot here in the outback. I always am surprised by the because you're looking at this sort of mountain and then the helo comes right at you. For some reason, I'm always I'm not shocked or surprised by it, but I'm always like, oh right, that's right. There's a helo in this shot because you're so busy. Like for me anyway, I was so busy just looking at the landscape that I the helo just sort of comes up on you. Oh right, yeah, it, yeah. It just, well, and there is like the panoramic views are incredible. Oh yeah, and so, so yeah, I totally agree. Shots. That's a good that's a good point with that. With yeah, the helicopter there. Yeah, you know, and then we see Wally, and then you think about Wally. He's like the first time we see him, we only see him from like the sort of the shoulders, like like a bust of him, and he looks like he's in a suit. But then in the end, we realize he's in the uh, safari, the safari gear, like the shorts with the <laughs> bright white the, socks. the bright white socks and the whole nine yards. And his his truck is this. Well, even in '86, it was a it was already it looked like it was 15 years dead, and the helo drops her off. And, well, and before that, as the scene's progressing, he's straightening his hair and fixing himself up and then the helo comes in and blasts sand in his face and his hair goes all yeah, wonky exactly. and like right off the bat they kind of lay it that he's kind of a goofy yeah character. He's, well like he's, he's trying like he's a look he's a he's a country guy who's trying to look good for a sophisticated woman from one of the the world's great cities even in 80, even in the 80s new york was a great city and obviously she's a paying customers so yeah like, what was it twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. i'm guessing that was australian dollars so i'm not sure how much you know what the conversion rate is but to give you an idea this movie 12.3 million dollars us cost 8.8 .8 million australian. australian dollars we'll say a, a third more so 2500 australian dollars is going to be like 3200 3300 us for two days for two days in the bush 3,200 days. That's pretty good. We're doing 30, the wrong thing for a living here, Yeah, guys. no kidding. Like $3,200 would today probably send you and someone else to Mexico, I imagine, for a while. For, for more, probably. Like that would be a full, like a full inclusive mm -hmm. week. 3,200? Yeah. The way this podcast pays, like we should have that by... Never. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot. I God. I forgot commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by no one. <laughs> Brought to you by boredom and the ennui of uh, middle-aged life. But yeah, no, so, you know. Yeah, Fueled by Timmy's, though. Fueled by Timmy's and Red Bull and, and pizza later. <laughs> that's true. But, yeah, it's yeah, a, it, it, a good opening scene because it kind of sets the light mood of this movie. And that yeah. was one thing I was going to say that really stuck out for me through this movie is mm -hmm. it's really lighthearted. But yeah. at no point did I feel bored. It was. No. There's not a lot of depth to this movie. No, no, no. But sometimes like that can get a little bit draggy on they didn't yeah. really do that here it sort of just was the movie kept progressing and it was a well it's a bunch of scenarios light-hearted scene it's, yeah. it's a bunch of scenarios it's let's see the guy you know let's see her out of her element here and then here and then here and then here and then let's flip it and have him out of his element on an escalator and then in the washroom with the bidet and then in the bar and like with the prostitutes with the pro yeah but <laughs> yeah, and they make them try the weird food and yeah yeah it, it's it's a bunch of vignettes like, you get the impression that this could have been, like, a variety show about Crocodile Dundee, and it'd be a different skit, and the skit would be Crocodile Dundee visits a French restaurant, and Crocodile right. Dundee goes to a gay bar by accident. Like, like it would be that kind of goofy shit. They just made a good movie instead. And that's what keeps it, I think that's what keeps it going, is that no scene overstays its welcome. Right. Like, even the kind of embarrassing, awkward scenes, like in the Italian restaurant where Richard's drunk, is that scene four minutes long? If that? Well, yeah. 
probably less less because it it I didn't lose my attention span. <laughs> That's so, how you time it. So yeah, like if especially for um, awkward scenes, I I tend to zone out zone out on them. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, so he sort of drives her out. We get to see Walkabout Creek, which looks like it's about six houses with. Uh, Water buffalo walking down the main road, such as it is. It's like where I live in Bicycle. <laughs> Not quite. I'm sure. 700 people. So yeah. like, Which is way more than walkabout. Probably pre-cast. about, yeah, 400 times as many people. <laughs> Does everybody have a water buffalo? <laughs> hey, oh, and Bicycle? Yeah. yeah it's, it, so they you'll issue get that one when your kids are a little bit older. <laughs> I'm going to stay in Calgary. <laughs> the Australian outback is filled, just like Alberta, frankly, is filled with these tiny little towns. That were built because someone was going somewhere and needed to stop somewhere. Hmm. And so, you know, it was a stop along the railway. Or this is where the local farmers brought their... Like, that's the thing with, you know, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, it's defined partially by access to water, but also where there was a uh, a grain elevator. That's where a lot of these towns cropped up up, around. And the ones that have managed to stay on the highways, they're the ones who carry on, but... This is the this is the town that time forgot. I'm guessing it was part of the gold rush. They did have a gold rush at some point. Um, you know, it's sort of it's a town that carries on. I'm honestly not sure how. I don't see any industries other than never never tours, uh, which has the greatest motto ever: never go out with us because if you do, you'll never come back. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give him twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> obviously, the guy that's shooting the kangaroos, they obviously have some money because their jeeps and everything else are all decked out. So maybe there's some hunting or I don't know some sort of other industry there well, because tourism there's industries yeah obviously some money but yeah yeah not much <laughs> not 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 much no i mean no. Uh, also not money for soap apparently or I, water or water well water maybe but no one's using it for soap yeah because these guys when you go into that pub they are all filthy like all of yeah, them Wally. sweaty and gross and- yeah like, like i get the whole outback thing but when you go to the pub you usually throw some water on your face before you go yeah. i mean, I mean <laughs> do with those ladies present, maybe not. Who are you dressing up? For? Other than other than the woman behind the bar, is there any? <laughs> is there a woman in this film, in the Australian side of it? I don't think so. Other than Sue, Wally stays pretty clean. Is that his name, Wally? That owns Never Never Tours. Yeah, yeah. He's like a sort of. Did you show it in the scene there? Like he, he fixes himself. He up. Must, He's a little he cleaner. Had a, sh- had a sh- shower this the week. Lady, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah. But everyone else there in that bar is just a uh, greasy, just greasy, well, and getting off work. Stop for a beer. Yeah, and it looks like Friday. I don't know night what are they doing for work. I guess they're probably all farmers. Or it's Monday night, so they're all in there. Like it looks like the whole town crowded in there for a Monday night for festivities. Monday night, for, yeah, cheap wing night or something. Monday night football, maybe Australian football, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a, your typical. I mean, this bar could have been in Arkansas or Bicycle. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a, really it's just a, it's just a hick bar with bad music and and one sideshow. And one sideshow, yeah, donk. That's yeah, that's the entertainment. He puts a pint of beer on his head, and people try and punch him in the gut, and he's never spilled a drop. <laughs> okay, sure, but whatever. And you know, this is where we get the story of Crocodile Dundee, and I just love how it's our first hint that all is not what it seems because the the woman who owns the bar laughs in his face. Yeah, hundreds of miles, snake-infested swamp. On his hands and knees, he crawled right into Catherine. Straight past the hospital and into the first pub for a beer. <laughs> that story's getting better every time you tell it, Wally. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and you can then they show him, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, caught with his hand in the cookie jar a little yeah. bit." Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I mean, the you know the intro of Crocodile Dundee himself is pretty cool. The big scary <laughs> Bowie knife comes whipping in and sticks in the bar, and he comes in with a wrestling you know, a r- r- crocodile. With a crocodile. But I, I mean, clearly that's to impress her. Oh, of yeah, course, yeah. Like it's one hundred percent, and they're all in on it, yeah. except for the the kangaroo hunting yokels from some other town, like the you know city folk or whatever. But everyone else is in on the on the joke, and I like that. Like it's just you know, it's it's like they said, "Hey, there's this big New York reporter coming out. Here's what I'm going to do. Here, yeah, help <laughs> us out. This is going to be big for us because everyone's going to hear about Walkabout Creek. Like that would be huge for." They might get like six more tourists a year. You laugh, but probably that'd be a big deal for them. And publicity is good. I mean, you know, the whole town. I mean, if you, you know, I knew someone who used to work in Banff. And, you know, it's a, you're, to live there, you have to work there. You can't just, you can't, you know, you're not going to win 20 million bucks and build a house in Banff. You have to work there. And um, the message is quite clear. Don't do something that will wreck the, like, don't harm the town's reputation because it's, no one goes there for the stake, right? Right. So it's like any of these towns. If your primary business is tourism, you got to play along. You got to yeah create an environment people want to tour. Well, yeah, um, I I can't imagine wanting to tour that place, but that's just someone me. might. Someone might. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of you meet this guy, and it's clear right off the bat he's an '80s guy. Let me take this woman for a dance. Are you asking her? No. Nah. <laughs> And he's he's as scuzzy as they are, and you know hasn't hasn't showered since May of some year or another. They don't keep track of they don't keep keep track of time out in the bush. So, yeah. you know, their monthly shower, whether they need it or not. But uh, and that's you know, and this is actually one of the few times where we actually get a hint of any trouble, right? This is he a city slicker? I guess this, who is this guy? Oh, he's a crocodile poacher, and everyone knows that. And you know, Mick punches him. You know, yeah, it's like everyone knows who this guy is. Uh, and that's interesting. They never address that, that he's a poacher. But then I don't get what you get from crocodile. What do you poach a crocodile for? His jacket and his Skin. boots and his I guess, but if they're illegal. Accomplice. If they're illegal. That's, what, that's why it's poaching. Well, yeah, but then how do you sell that? What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so he's just kind of a dick. Like he's... He even even the pimp later on fits in with the the movie. Well, the this thing guy I, doesn't. He's just a dick. The the thing I like about how they casted this character is mm-hmm. the pimp's a little goofy, and I mean I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't hanging out with pimps in the eighties, so I don't really know what their style was or anything like that. What about you, Heather? Heather, do you know anything about pimps in the eighties? Not really, but apparently yeah. it's not easy. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It, it ain't it ain't easy. I don't know. Um, I, I, I know I've never hung out with pimps <laughs> myself, so. So, you know, I, like I, I find he's a little bit goofy in this. And then there was another guy who was wearing like a purple zoot suit and uh, kind of goofy. But I found that this guy. Oh, the black dude. Yeah. 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 He's cool. Yeah. In the, in the bar. In the bar. Yeah. Um, Say what? Uh, uh, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but whereas I found this guy to be casted really well. Like he doesn't, he's oh, yeah. not goofy. He seems to fit in. He looks like he's like. Just one class above the locals, and well, I get the impression he's like some business owner from from the big city who's come out could here to be, shoot, yeah. do some shooting. Yeah, like his weapon, if you notice, is all chrome and shiny. Right. Um, well, it, I just I thought that was like from a character standpoint. I thought that was a well casted. Oh yeah, because sometimes what they'll do in movies is they'll bring in this antagonist, and he's he's just a little too much. Whereas this yeah. guy didn't seem to be too much. He makes his comments like he's 
part of the atmosphere there. They yeah. kind of know who he is. Yeah, but he's not after Mick. No. He's, he's not there to go after Mick. He's just, who's this Just bozo? being a dick. You know, because if you, if you, I'm not sure if you watch in the background while Mick was at the very beginning when he was wrestling with the crocodile, douchebag was in the background because at first he's scared like everyone else until he realizes it's stuffed. And then he has his own little argument with the guys in the bar mm-hmm. and essentially comes down to, who's this asshole? Right. Which I really like. Like that, you know, he's got his own little life outside of, like, he's not there just to piss off Mick. Yeah. And he asks, who's this bozo? And someone says, oh, he's a, he's a crocodile poacher. And, okay. But, and then of course we get, you know, the, 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 you know, we've had the setup for Donk and the beer and you got to admit, that's pretty cool. It's like, tonight's my lucky night. <laughs> he puts it on his head and he gets, he winds up to punch him and kisses him right on the lips. And he dumps the beer instantly to fight him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's like, oh, I'll kiss you, Donk. And he looks around and he's like, oh my God, are people going to think I'm gay? Well, uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's the 80s, right? It's the 80s. He, could, he could, couldn't really kiss him back. Well, yeah, they even dropped the, the fat, yeah, they use the, the term fat. Yeah, in, in, the, um, in, in the, the bar, bar in, in the bar York. with the transvestite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like she's, Gwendolyn is her name? Mike? No, no, Gwendolyn. No, the, but, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, she's, okay, she is what she is, whatever, but in this movie, Gwendolyn it, is a source of laughter. Yeah. She's a fag. It's the way Danny put, it's the way the, the camera yeah. ever puts it. In today's uh, world, that would be, whatever. would never even make it into the movie. Because um, there would be a large group of people that would be very uh, It would be a very that. different scene, I think. Yeah. I think if you, uh, yeah, like, it would just be different. It would, yeah, it would be handled differently. Yeah, it's one of those scenes in 2018 that they probably would just either cut it out completely or... I mean, I didn't feel that she was especially... I didn't, like, we're ahead of ourselves, but I didn't think that Gwendolyn came off as a... Oh, stop. Like, yeah. she wasn't she wasn't a caricature. She came off no, as a... she was just a trend. Yeah. A, a trend she just wanted to party. Well, yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, she was I'm, getting attention and you know, good for her. And yeah, and it's just... Yeah, it's everyone around. She left the scene well. Like, I mean, I think they make the fag comment and stuff, but she left the scene well. Like, it wasn't... Uh, well, he it grabs... Wasn't, uh, he, grabs her by the... Gra- you know, he grabs junk. her by the crotch and... and, and That's a yeah. dude! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's, like, you know, it's it's the scene. <clears throat> She's treated well. The scene, Like, she is... Sorry, she is presented well. The actor did a great job. Yeah. Which is hard, I would imagine, to pretend to be a lady, convincingly. I don't know. I've never tried. The fag thing you know, with Donk and all that, it's, okay, it's a country. It's realistic. Hopefully I, I don't get country. crucified for saying this. <laughs> but it... <clears throat> and it the podcast st- begin. Yeah. It stays uh, it stays lighthearted along with the movie. Like It, it does. doesn't yeah, feel as uncomfortable as some of the 80s scenes as it relates to this community or anything like that. Yeah, no. This stays pretty lighthearted and it's not... On, yeah. They don't really... There's not really a big no, thing around. No, it, they're so. all going, "Oh my god, don't so fag." It's nothing yeah. like that. No, yeah. he gets his, he gets a beer and yeah, you know, Nick hands him a takes beer, takes a few and, swings, and, and, and that's fine. it. Yeah, that's it. And, just, and obviously, there's no ill will because later in the movie, he's chirping him out from yeah, get stuffed. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's all lighthearted. And then we get to see the next day that uh, me. So that was actually Sunday night at the bar. Oh yeah, because Monday, right, yeah, yeah, right. Monday morning they drive out to the bush in that hellish vehicle i don't know what the hell that on is that hellish road <laughs> on a, yeah it's like wow and it's like being in the back of a ml vw in the middle of the night driving out to exercise yeah <laughs> just let us know when you're gonna hit a bump <laughs> yeah right. oh there go my you gotta sit a little forward though so you don't break your back on the yeah, bench okay. yeah and that looks this looks about as comfortable i mean the garbage can is like an oil drum and you know the uh the uh the, you know so you don't fall out there's rope so you don't fall out the side <laughs> of the truck i mean it's it, it looks like an old, I don't know, it looks like a like a lorry that was, using the British term, it looks like a lorry that was uh, just modified. Like they just sort of took whatever and built onto it with a bunch of seats and carried on. But I guess, 
you're not there for the driving tour. And so they're driving along and there's some, you know, there's some, uh, you, you start to get the impression that, you know, the, the, the first impression that Mick has no clue where he is. Mary says, how old are you? I don't know. How old are you? Don't know. Uh, what year is this? You don't know. Um, time doesn't mean much up here, miss. You see, um, the Aborigines don't have calendars. Yeah, I was raised by the local tribe. I asked one of the tribal elders one day when I was born, and he said, in the summertime. There's something kind of neat about that. It adds sort of a mystic quality to him. And then the thing with the, the, the water buffalo with the two fingers, you know, and he falls down and takes a nap in the middle of the road. Now takes, they have a bigger problem, yeah, a bigger as you pointed out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this thing's in our way. Damn it, now it's laying down. Yeah, what I was, was I thinking? Yeah. Why didn't I wiggle my fingers the other way and it would have ran off? <laughs> yeah, but a, I, I think something really cool here as they build Dundee's character is yeah. they talk about when was he born? The summer. He doesn't worry about time. He yeah, doesn't. He's, he's just this really raised, you know, raised by the tribe. Yeah, it just uh, yeah. none of it matters to him. And and I mean, it's you know, in 1986, a little bit different world. You know, oh, there's seven people, seven million people in New York. Oh, it's a lot of people. You know, he's from this place of like 30, yeah. and none of it just really matters. And it's funny we live in this fast-paced, crazy world, but they're building this character who doesn't need any of that. He just, what time is it? Who cares? When were you born? Man, eh, doesn't matter. What are you doing tomorrow? We'll see. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm walking in that direction. I'll yeah. still be walking in that direction tomorrow. Yeah, just yeah, like, it, it is kind of cool. It's this sort of happy-go-lucky, middle-of-goddamn-nowhere guy. But at the same time, he's not stupid enough to, to not, like, he's he's not dumb. Right. He realizes he needs to impress her. You know, when he does a stupid thing where he grabs Wally's watch, awesome looks at scene. it. scene. And then he looks up at the sky. <laughs> 220. <laughs> Okay, or you know, the next day when he's shaving with his his big razor, and then he hides it and pulls out the Bowie knife, and she sees that. By the way, she's, yeah, you could see the look in her eye, big like, smile, yeah, like, like, whatever, yeah, you, impress me, you wanker. Yeah. yeah, it's he is. He like I said this movie. I'm not sure if it pulls it off. It, it there's a balance between him being this simple outback guy and being a fake. He was out there hunting crocs. That's clear. They show the like the, the spent casings that this guy had. He'd fired quite a few of them, and clearly after the the croc got he him, he was fishing there. What was he fishing? Jaws? <laughs> what did he say? Those type of fish yeah, get really big, really big fish. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. So they never really addressed the fact that he's, he's a probably poacher. a criminal. He's a criminal. Well, he's a criminal. Yeah, he is. He's also fake. Well, Han Solo is a smuggler. Um, yeah, but he's the guy. He's the heart in, of gold. Indiana Jones is a he's a, a grave robber. Yeah. Holy shit! Our eighties uh, our eighties guys are just our our favorite pilot is a. Is a, is a is a shitty team player. Oh my god! All of our guys are assholes. No, they're rebels. They're, they're rebels, and criminals. Yeah, we came but, from the eighties. Movies full of criminals. That's what we have this picture to. Wait a second. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and it's uh, but you know, it's kind of neat because she, when he gets when he sort of knocks off the Dobie, the uh, the water buffalo, she's just enthralled. Like she stops taking pictures, but she can't. Or she has no idea what she's doing, what he's doing, because he's got his back to her. But she seems a few times sort of enthralled with the sort of otherly, otherworldliness of him. Like later on, when he takes out the uh, the purse gra- the purse grabber with the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the the metal can and with, you know, oh. <laughs> throws it at a distance and conks him on the back of the, the, head. the back of the head. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of neat. And so you know, so they're out in the water. You know, then they're out in the water driving along, and he sort of points out willy nilly, "Hey, look, crocodile!" And she freaks out, and he's, he thinks that's hilarious. Uh, because he's used to it and, you know, 
I'd be saying turn us turn us the hell around. <laughs> Sorry, I changed my mind. I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, I'll go hire. I'll go, I'll go hire the uh, the uh, Hilo to take us out. Look around for five minutes, then go. Here's my so. camera. Take some pictures for me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's neat. And, and again, they, they got off the boat, and he you know, says, "I'll see you in a couple days. I'll see you on Wednesday." Well, what day is it now? Monday. <laughs> you know, it's all this right up to now. There's there's really been a lot of story. It's all just character development let's see who she is let's see who mick is let's see who wally is though there's not much not to much wally, to wally we, we learn all we need to know about wally in the first five minutes of the movie i would say right but uh yeah so they sort of wander through the uh the grass and he keeps using the term you're nothing but a sheila so is that like you're just you're abroad is that what that yeah. means you're a girl yeah. is that that's that's just it's just another word for you're 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 just you're just some abroad I watch Aussie Man Reviews, okay. and he's a hilarious Australian guy, and he says, Sheila's, look at these group of Sheila's, like, it's just girls. Is it, just, it's just a girl, not a particular type of girl, no. like a dainty girl, it's no, just it's girl? just girl. Just girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's an 80s guy, let me tell you. He embodies that 80s-ness. Should so. normally take us a day, but with you, Sheila, it could take us two. No, I think it was an hour. <laughs> yeah, an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, so she's, the thing is, she's, as much as she likes to pretend, she's not a country girl. No. No. Yeah, you know, she can walk fast. Good for her. And she knows how to fire a weapon. Good for her. She's been outside before. She's been outside. Yeah, she's been she's she's been surrounded by trees, but you know she's more confident than skilled. But not bitey ones. This is true. I don't think anything in the in the Hamptons bites back except those dogs. Yeah, and we get to see the the river where Ely says it was twenty feet up the bank. And this is the thing. It was supposedly only like a month ago that this happened. Remember, she says at the beginning a month ago oh, a guy yeah. dragged himself out of the. Uh, out of mm-hmm. the outback. Well, we you know the night before at, at the at the pub we saw his bite. That's tremendous healing in a, in a month. Yeah. In a month for a deep bite like that, what would that be? A two inch bite? Aloe vera. Oh, at least aloe vera. Yeah. Vitamin E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put a, just you know get something from uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Put that on there and you'll be fine. Oh yeah. no! Don't do that. No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the eggs aren't your thing. I'm not gonna go there. But uh, don't ask. Please Let's, don't. Please don't. Yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're no. That's, that's um, okay. I'm, moving I'm right along. Skeptics too. Don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we yeah. So we see this sort of this dry riverbed, and it's kind of neat. I mean, like it's it's really dense bush. Like they couldn't have all joking aside, they couldn't have heloed in. There's nowhere like it's it's a thick canopy of trees. There was no way for them to get there other than walk in. And you look at that boat. That crocodile. Well, first off, is fucking dumb because he took a bite out of a metal <laughs> boat. That's quite the bite. Yeah. Well, he says, "Here's where." He bit, obviously bit through the boat and got his leg. Well, my guess is he bit the boat, he spilled out and Let then grabbed go, him. Yeah. And then grabbed him. Yeah, but what I, what I do appreciate is they didn't make a, a gator-shaped hole in the side of the boat. <laughs> that, that would have been the thing to do, right? Yeah. But that's not the way it looked. That's not what it would look like. So they, they try something realistic and that's where she she pulls out the shell casings for other sizable caliber weapon. Just fishing. Hey? Just fishing. And it's, yeah, it's... But again, that's the last time they mention... The fact that he's a poacher, and despite the fact that we'll see throughout his time in in, in the outback that he's a fake, they never really nothing ever comes of it. And in the second film, they double down on his otherworldly outbackiness because he goes back to Australia in the second film, uh, being chased by chased by a Colombian drug lord because it was the late eighties and that was Hollywood. <laughs> but you know, it's it, it's interesting that she. Despite the fact that he's a fake, and that's all she's really seen is him fake himself, fake out one after the other after the other. She seems to really like the guy, which I don't get. But he's charming. She's coming from a high-paced, crazy New York world, and 
he's just a simple guy. Maybe that's yeah. Probably doesn't twenty years a lot of her people. And, yeah. <laughs> her dad is a little more high paced, and she's yeah. got daddy issues. Yeah, and he's he's not an idiot. He knows how to handle. I mean, he didn't he say he was married for three years, or so he was married, and then he went to walk about for three years, and <laughs> when he came back, she was gone, and she looks. I'm really imagine that, and he has he has no sense of irony. Of he says, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, I walk about. Yeah, yeah, for three years, and she came because she didn't stay. <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, I know." Isn't that weird? Like he doesn't get that she's mocking him. But yeah, and then you get their first night. And it's just a lot of talk. and But there's a kind of a neat, profound, like we're seeing it in this little bit he, right here. There's this profound little conversation where they talk about the arms race. He says, well, it's none of my business. Have you ever protested anything? Sure, every time I get thrown out of the pub. <laughs> Come on, I'm serious. I mean, where would someone like you stand on, say, the nuclear debate? What do you think about the arms race? None of my business. None of your business? How can you say that? It's everybody's business. Gotta have an opinion. Gotta have a voice. This is gonna out here. He understands his place in the world, but it's almost a little tragic. Yeah, like he's lonely and... Well, it's not so much that. It's that he recognizes he's in the ass end of nowhere. Right. No one cares what he has to say. Like, one dude in the middle of Australia, nobody cares. No one cares, yeah. And and that's but he's sort of he's sort of okay with that. He's totally cool with that. Now what we'll learn in the second film, and of course they had no idea there'd be a second film when they made the first one, is that he's rich. He's a gold mine and he owns it. Oh. Convenient. Yeah, isn't that convenient? When you know, when Uncle died he left me this gold mine and one day I'll I guess I'll cash in it. Yeah. None of that's there. Here he just comes off as a simple guy who and I think that ruined him. Because here he's a simple guy. He doesn't need much more than his Living job. off the land. Yeah, he lives off the land. You know, the, the, the money's nice because it lets him buy a beer. Yeah. You get the impression they'd probably pour him a beer anyway if he couldn't yeah. pay for it. You know, and he's, he's sort of nonchalant. Like at one point they're talking and he reaches behind her and he grabs this snake. And he's sort of standing there with this snake in his hand. His hand's moving. He's talking. She's horrified. And then he just snaps the neck and sends it off. And it's like, what is that? Oh, it's a, it was a King Brown. Are you poisonous? Oh, deadly. Oh God! Are there more of those? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Just stay close to me. Yeah, just, <laughs> probably. You know, here, here, and there in the night. Oh, okay. Reason number five hundred and sixty-six. I won't be camping in Australia, in a hotel on the top floor with you know guards. It's you know it's kind of you know, is that the night of the shooting? Yeah. Yeah. That happens. She falls asleep and then right. wakes up to... to the gunshots and these this douchebag from the the city slicker out there and they're shooting dangerous bastards. City cowboys. Well, what are you gonna do? Nothing. Why? Why? They're shooting these poor kangaroos for fun. There was no law against that. And I don't get how they're doing it. Like they're they're driving around in circles, using the spotlights, spotlights to get yeah. them work riled up, yeah. and then just shooting blindly. Yeah, well, they're drunk with their Foster's beer. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, like I said, they're driving in circles around this copse of trees. And he he fires back by hiding behind a... Yeah, well, the funny is, like, the guy's got to take a piss. So he jumps out and he's trow down. And he's like, put the flashlight over here. Not on me, you idiot. And then he's like, what are you doing, you beauty? And then it's like, he's, he's got, got a gun! gun. Yeah. <laughs> and shoots the gun out of his hand. Yeah, the shoots kid, the yeah. spotlight. That's and... pretty impressive aim, considering, you know, he's hiding behind the car. It doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, but again, that's like, you say the thing, it's like, it's just a nice movie. There's no, no one gets killed. 
Just the croc- poor crocodile. Oh, and the poor kangaroo. Well, yeah, but... Well, yeah. I bet that guy doesn't have to pee anymore. We forgot to check the end. If... Oh, I'm sure he, he doesn't have to anymore. Yeah, he probably just went. Yeah. He was warm <laughs> for a He's minute. good. <laughs> but they never said at the end if were any crocodiles or kangaroos were hurt in the making of this film. We well, forgot we, to check. We forgot to check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they didn't. <laughs> that looked look like a stuffed animal. A super funny scene. But the thing that, always, that caught me on this scene is they're standing downrange... Gun shooting off everywhere, and they're not really taking cover until finally Dundee grabs her and pulls yeah, her to the ground. Keep your head down, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I I was in the army for four years, and when there's a shooting going on or a whole bunch of range. drunk people shooting down names, I don't tend to walk over there to see what's going on. Do you sp- ex- particularly putting on a c- camo jacket as you're walking over yeah. there to see what's yeah, going yeah, on, hiding in the bushes. I, yeah. I have to admit, I've never been downrange of drunk people with guns, but I have once. Have you really? It was totally accidental. I would hope. What kind of but, Canadian uh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of camping trips do you go on, Farron? Camping for me? <laughs> Four right. star here. All right. We're in his tent right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the nerd cave. But He's yeah. got a gun. I, th- I, just, I think that's a that's, funny that's scene. Awesome. Like, that's it's a, a funny scene, yeah. It it is and and it's lighthearted. Yeah. And the, these city slickers are not hurt. They're mocked and sent on their way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing is like, they're shooting at the animals. And he's like, so there's no law against that. And there's kind of a funny, like, she, yeah, she gives him this look. Yeah, yeah, she, and then like, she oh, gives him this fine. look. And, yeah, <laughs> fine, I'll do what the Sheila wants. I, I, thought it, I thought he was planning to do it anyway. Because he was all set up. He was, because he wasn't. Well, he had the gun with him. Because he I mean, wasn't he had, beside her um, when well, she no, woke up. Yeah. So he, he was looking. He, he was out there. I think he was just making sure they didn't do anything. Oh, you think? Okay. I think. It's hard to tell, but when, we, when she says like, they're shooting these defenseless kangaroos, kangaroos, he says, there's no law against that. And she gives him this dirty look, and he's like, okay, fine. So, it's hard to tell. No, I always thought that uh, he let her think that it's possible. she talked him into it, and he was going to anyway. Because, yeah, it, it's, one yeah of, it's, it's, it's one of the other. One of the other, yeah. So, the next morning, she's in her, uh, as you call it, butt floss uh, bathing suit. And uh, and her uh, her dress, but again, looks good minus the butt floss part. But we don't get to see that till later. But again, awesome style. And you know he's doing the fake shaving thing, and she's you know she sort of I forget what he says to her that she's so offended. Like you're just a woman, you couldn't wander out there alone. And she shoots at him at yeah, his foot. Oh, you better take the gun. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the dangerous, dangerous part. <laughs> Boom! Right by his toe. Now, what dangerous. if that had gone wrong? How many times is that guy's right leg going to take it? Yeah. First the croc and then a Sheila. Gotta walk so, out again. Well, then you then you'll have the new, then you'll have the London Times reporter who comes in to learn the story of a guy who went out with a, a New York Times reporter, <laughs> got shot in the foot, and had to drag himself out of the bush. Yeah, and so you get this cute scene with her sort of wandering through the outback on her own and him stalking her uh, in his bare feet, which I'm sure works really well in the bush. Well, I guess the the natives manage it, but he was raised there. Yeah, I guess so. And it's mostly like we see the first time he's doing it, he's walking along like a tree bough. He's trying to be stealthy. And she gets down and again, you know, takes off the uh, the dress and he's sitting there to creepily watch her wash. And then he suddenly stands up and smacks his head <laughs> on the bow. But I like that. It's, it's a serves you right moment. It was funny. That's like exactly it. what yeah. my mother would have said. Serves him right. And then immediately she, you know, the crocodile decides, ooh. New York, New York journalist, medium rare, uh, or you know, I guess raw. New York strip line, New York strip line, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, so you know, and, and there's this brief struggle. But what I like is that you see, you, you get a, you get that second where it comes out of the water before it grabs her. It's like you're 
your bra- your brain has a chance to register it before you consciously go, oh, wait, a crocodile's got her. Like, did you see it come out of the water yeah. for a second first and then it's got her? And of course, the thing is, all she had to do was lower her head. The strap, would have, the strap from the canteen would have gone <laughs> over her head and she could have made a run for it, climbed a tree or something. But she's freaking out. And he comes in and drives the knife in and kills her and then is, makes a joke of it. Is it dead? Well, if it isn't, I'm going to have a hell of a job skinning the bastard. <laughs> another good line. Another good line, yeah. Another good line, another good line. He actually um, did something they, real. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the first time he does, like, he sort of proves he is what he says he is. Because up until now, it's been, looks at the watch, then looks at the sky, shaves himself with a big razor, then uses the blade. Well, actually, I, I guess the shooting thing last night was pretty real. Yeah. Was, yeah. The highly skilled, you know, shooter and all that sort of thing. But the, the thing, and then it just shows, like, their character progression towards the love story that is, is yeah. like she sees him do the thing of the water buffalo and it's like, oh, this guy's this kind of yeah. cool guy. And but, then follows him in there and then this happens and but they're relying right on into trauma. her arms. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. They're relying on trauma for, for, rom- for romance. And that to me, that always comes off as cheap to me in a movie. When they rely on, I fall in love with him because he saved my life, the big hero. Right. I don't know. Maybe that, to me, it's a trope I never really went for. Then it doesn't seem like a good basis for a relationship. Trauma? Seems like it would wear off. Trauma. You think? Yeah. You just have to keep the trauma up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, saved your life again. <laughs> your marriage must be just, Amazing. just hell for 13 her. Years, 13 years. 13 years. And how, and, and how often does a crocodile have to come racing out to attack Keitha before you... Depends. <laughs> we switch it up. Uh, but uh, I think the... Fun- this, this podcast is going bad places quickly. <laughs> this, uh, sometimes the, the it's next the crocodile. Scene. Sometimes it's the guy with the knife. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. she's the one with the knife. Yeah, anyway. The pimp. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't leave the pimp out of the party. I need an adult. <laughs> pimp ain't easy. Uh, next episode will be whoever we're, we're, we have to replace him with. <laughs> Um, yeah. Then the next scene is at the night there. She says, yeah. oh, I've got this pain in my butt. Well, she does. She cut herself scratch. or whatever. Just yeah. a scratch. And he says, oh, I could go sepsis quick. Let me. But you know what? I didn't get the impression he was creepy because she has to get on no, her hands and knees well, and he lifts it up. Providing like, a Sheila first aid. He says that right to the... Well, no, <laughs> but I, I don't get the impression he was being at all no, inappropriate. No, he wasn't being creepy. No. He was actually checking on her. Funny how they did the scene. They get her onto all fours and then he flips up the dress. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. a funny... Yeah, it looks bad. Yeah. Because the first thing Neville, the 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 native, when he comes up, says, yeah, I was just rendering first aid. Oh, is, is that, that what, what you're, you're doing? doing? <laughs> you know, he's kind of funny. The first time you see Neville, it almost looks like he's got a mask on, but it's not. He's just, he's got this super wide face and, you know, expanded upon that or the, 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 the tribal painting he has and this crazy ass hair. <laughs> but, and then he realized he's in jeans and he's got a gold watch, yeah. you know, it's, and again, this is the guy he's, um, he's a uh, David Gulpillo. Galpillo? David Galpillo. Yeah, he's a he's a big time dance choreographer who's known for using uh, Aboriginal dance in his in his work. And so I think it was a kind of a big get. He's sort of the local celebrity they they brought in to attract Australian attention to the movie. But he's kind of cool. And what are you doing wandering around out here in the scrub, Nave? I'm on my way to robbery over at the Gabba. It's bloody drag, but still, my dad get angry if I don't show up. So Neb's a real city boy, but his dad's a tribal elder. Oh, no, you can't take my photograph. Oh, I'm sorry. You believe it'll take your spirit away? No, you got a lens cap on. I'm sure I've seen that in other movies, oh, that, yeah. that, that joke. But it works here because he's in on the joke and she's in on the joke. 
And it's like, oh, I gotta go. And he's got this 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 Rolex on, and it's like, how will he find his way? How does he find his way in the dark? He thinks he's way. A lot of people believe that they're telepathic. Oh, Lord, I hate the bush. You know, <laughs> they're known to be telepathic, or yeah. Uh, and then he like... he walks into a tree. Yeah. Again, it's neat because Mick is trying to Mick is faking it again, yeah. and he never. Mick and, and Wally, every time they try and fake it, they get caught. Every time. <laughs> well, he, he does explain it after, though, because he's like, oh, no, he's he's all city. He just has to come to this thing because of who his dad is. His dad's a tribal elder and he'd be really angry if I don't show up and he's like, better go with him. That's actually my favorite scene. This this interaction and then the one that follows, like the dance, where she says, no, women are strictly taboo and she sneaks in anyway and she's taking these pictures. And it's just a, a warrior what? get-together. I like that part of that after is, you know, Dundee's sitting there with his tribal makeup on a part of this get together and he looks right up at her. And then yep. later on she says, how did you know? Are you telepathic? No, you're a woman in a report. You're the biggest busybody on the planet. Yeah. yeah. And she's but, like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, the, the, you know, the whole tribal dance was really cool. Um, Neville has what just looks like a thin stick. It, it's really just, I mean, obviously, it's me- the other guys have spears, but he's just a visitor, so he just grabs a stick. It's just about holding the thing in your hand. It's all very symbolic. But it's a cool little dance, and it's got this like super serious vibe to it. And then he looked, you know, like you say, then Mick sort of turns and makes eye contact with him. And it's all so serious, but then he smiles. Yeah. yeah. Ah, she found us, whatever. I think it's kind of neat, like, as much as he says, no, no, you can't come. Eh, he didn't make a scene. She went back to bed. They weren't sacrificing deal. anybody or chickens or anything like that. No, it was just it was just get together. It was the guys just getting together yeah. for a movie and a podcast or a tribal dance. Same thing. Well, if we did that, you couldn't come because women are strictly taboo. Sorry. Well, yeah, but I'm kind of nosy like that. So Fair enough. I'd yes. probably be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're peering through the window. Peering through, through, the, the, peering window. through the bushes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there and see Heather on the window. Hello. Good. Knock, knock, Yeah. I've it's, got treats for Cody. <laughs> I've got pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a neat scene. And then the next day, they're on that, that gorgeous lake. It's fresh water. No crocs. Um, was it fresh water or salt? That was no must crocs. have been fresh. Probably fresh. Because crocs usually were... stay out of the... Mineral water. Mineral water. Oh, oh yeah. Right. It's mineral water. That's right. They don't like the candy, the minerals. So <laughs> I, I think the scene, the kind of the next scene is there, Ani says, are you hungry? I'm starved. How about some guana? So then you see this iguana on a spit. And yeah, he's and got, try the grubs and try the... 
Yeah, the grubs, those are nasty. I didn't realize until recently the grubs are fucking insects. Yeah. I, I just, as a kid, yeah. I just assumed it was Lion like. Lion King? Hello? Okay, yeah, but when I was a kid, Lion King wasn't out yet. <laughs> Slimy. Yeah, yes, satisfying. Slimy. Yeah, but that was 10 years later. As a kid, I just yeah. looked at those and it looked like the rest of the fruits. I didn't realize the grubs were. Worms. Worms. Like, worms. not at gunpoint. I'm sorry. And, you know, she won't touch them either. She eats like a yam or yeah, something. Yeah, and then he goes, oh. You can eat it. It tastes and like shit. And he pulls shit. out like a can of beans or something. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll keep you alive, but it tastes it's like, like shit. shit. Yeah. But again, it's the whole, you know, he's fake. He gets busted and he's almost sort of okay with it now. But then the next thing he does, he spears a freaking uh, fish. Fish and then just throws it aside and then goes in for the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's it. but it was well done. I thought like it's not, I don't think it was overbearing. Like, no, well, it was, like it was clearly like like both, they both were going there anyway. So. Yeah. The and, character progression of Dundee that I really like is he's not... Six foot four and rippling muscles. And, no, he's a but scrawny he's, guy. But the way they film old, him, yeah. like in this... Oh, he's 49 when he made this, so yeah. In this in this scene when he's in the water and his shirt's off and the sun's beating down on him, there's like a manliness or a powerfulness to him throughout this whole movie. He's got his leather suit on or whatever. Like, he's 50 years old, but he... Pushing it, yeah. He's very... Like, they create the very manly sexy kind of yeah, guy that not hollywood manly yeah no. he's not actual it's, it's not actual. like the scene out of uh not like scene out of top gun where they're all flexing and rippling except poor goose who's got to wear his t-shirt yeah, he's, he's, or his sweater skin, in the yeah. 40 degree heat and yeah. like here this is a guy who's probably had a little too much sun in his life he's yeah. 50 years old and they do a really good job he's wiry building his his manliness manliness it's you know what it really, reminds really me of, well done um remember, <coughs> you remember the terminator you guys have seen yeah, the terminator which yeah. movie I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> remember Reese, Michael Bean's part? The, the good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember how how wiry he was? Yeah. But that same thing. You know, he, he he's not a big buff dude. He's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a soldier in the middle of an apocalyptic war. But he looks strong. He's athletic. He's, he's manly. But he's not buff. Did you ever see Terminator Genesis? Yes. No. Okay, so... This is one where they're in the gas station and they end up on a bridge. And no, uh, yeah. Terminator Genesis was. I think I saw. A, it. Essentially, it's it, it's almost a remake of the original movie. So they they chose a different actor to play Reese, because obviously Michael Bean is now like seventy. Yeah. So they chose this guy named Jai Courtney, and he's this big buff guy. And it's meant to be like it starts off with Reese going back in time to 1984 to discover that it, it's a different timeline. It's a good movie. I'm the only one on the planet who likes it, but it's a good movie. I, wonder if I, I think it is. But yeah. the point is that Michael Bean is like Crocodile Dundee. He's thin, he's wiry, he's weathered and yet manly. Michael Bean was that as as Reese, and yet in the new in in the remake, they purposely chose an actor who's big and buff who looks like he just spent six months at the gym working out for this part. I think you couldn't find an actor who had that. Like all the all the manly men in Hollywood have to be pump and iron they all have to be these big beach bods but he's not yeah so i, I thought there's got to be an appeal to that sort of natural manliness as opposed to hollywood manliness right. i just yeah i think they did a good job I building prefer that. this kind you pointed at ramey no i how, did not how you doing <laughs> i have bad news he's not wiry but <laughs> yeah no there's no wires here <laughs> well they are they're just they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah, well hidden yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. absolutely. I got it. It's it's a neat, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a neat shot, and then immediately we decide, you know, she's gonna or he's gonna take her back, and it's kind of neat because she's in a jungle or she's in the she's in the wilds, 
And now he's going to his own jungle, New York City. Switch. Switch. You know, New York, as it's displayed in the 80s, it's portrayed, is this rough, crime-ridden city that was just going through urban renewal, that was just starting to be cleaned up. It's funny because we just did, you know, with Adam, we just did Highlander. And it's the same thing. It portrays a New York, uh, Manhattan, that is just this gritty, filthy, crime-ridden place. I'm sure it's a perfectly nice place to live, but it's always portrayed as like this, this jungle. But then David Dinkins became mayor, and after him, Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, has since lost his goddamn mind, but at the time was a hell of a mayor and got rid, like, they eliminated the stereotype. I mean, if you think about all the movies from the 80s, it's either high-end Wall Street or it's down in the dirt urban jungle. Or it's Gotham City. Gotham City. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, so he comes to the States, and we get our first gag, our first sight gag, which is that he doesn't know how to deal with an escalator. That's amusing, I guess. Well, and him on the oh, plane, where yeah. he's like, yeah, well, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it takes off, Jesus Christ. He only, he only ever swears, you'll notice, when he's really freaked out by something yeah. he doesn't understand. He's the only time I've ever seen him, like, he calls the, the city slicker shit for brains. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's being revealed as a, as a poacher he doesn't like, so he sort of panics and calls it, you know, calls him a pretty nasty name. Uh, he swears there. He swears uh, when he gets lost when he gets lost in that sea of people on his first day. Yeah, he he doesn't really swear a lot. He he's won't he's have not to... very good at it. He's, he doesn't use it a lot, I guess. So, so no. you know, then there's a few more sight gags, and it really is a whole bunch of them. Like you know, they're in the they're in the car. Wow, imagine seven million people wanting to live together, and they pull up to a stop sign. He reaches his hand out and shakes the guy's hand, and, <laughs> him. and the guy's like, "Wait, what?" You know, again, it's. It's a collection of sight gags and it continues to be like he goes into his room. He's not sure how the like how many people live here and what's a bidet and there's not a lot of story there. It's it's, it's just what, welcome it, to my jungle. It's five yeah, it's five minutes of ooh, look at look at the jungle. Look there, look there. He's being charming again. Oh, he is, absolutely. But there's no story. It's just no. him being charming and having no idea that he's in, you know, the jungle. Uh, and then he goes for a walk. And quickly discovers that he's going the wrong way on the street. And well, first he figures out what the bidet is. First he figures it's out for the- your backside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't take a drink out of it. Yeah, just water, I would guess. But, <laughs> um, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, so he starts wandering. You know, he starts wandering through the streets because he's going to get picked up that night for for dinner. In the meantime, he wants to check things out, and he gets lost very quickly. And, he went, and, and that's when we see a mounted police officer on a horse. I don't think they still use those in, in Manhattan. In, uh, I think they do in, in Central Park. Well, think, yeah, at Central Park, because you can't have like a car there. But I don't yeah. think they do in just overall Wandering up the street. I don't know. I'm sure police if someone needed, like if someone was in Central Park and they needed the police, I'm sure, and someone was on horseback, he'd probably go to the car. Well, well yeah. Um, I think police use horses for ride control because no one wants to hurt a horse. Right. Like even in the worst riots, no one wants to hurt a horse. They are also, you know, if you, if you poke them, they, they poke back. But Dundee (laughs) can go, me. Yeah. But yeah, so, so a mounted cop sees him standing, you know, halfway up a light pole trying to figure out what the hell is going on, uh, and takes him back and has no problem with the fact that this guy's got a Bowie knife. (laughs) He sort of hands it back to him. Don't forget this, Mick. Thanks, mate. And you know, like, they okay. became buddies, and it just shows he's got this like charisma that yeah everyone likes him immediately. Yeah, second day in, except the pimp. Except the pimp, yeah. Well, he does punch him. So, <laughs> but I mean, everyone likes him right off the bat, including the uh, uh, Ros- was it Rosita, the maid. Oh, the maid. Yeah, yeah. Like, your towel. I was just your being maid. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it's neat. Like you say, 
everyone he meets likes him. Even the guy at the front door very quickly. Well, the, the boyfriend doesn't particularly like him. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's because he's jealous and he realizes that yeah. she likes him more than... She likes Mick more than she likes Richard. Damn Sheila's. Damn Sheila's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then that night we get to see he's you know he's waiting by the bar. He's already... Uh, what's the term? Shit-faced? Uh, he's pretty plastered. And I mean, up until then, he seemed like a pretty okay guy. I think. I don't think he'd... We sort of just entitled. Yeah, yeah kind of comes across yeah. a little bit. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been friends with him, but I also wouldn't have really hated him that much. Just yeah, just the guy you don't want. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they, they see him in the bar. He's drunk, and you know he gets he's a jerk. Perhaps I should order for all of us. All right. I mean, I don't imagine that they have any kangaroo steak or possum grits. <laughs> oh, don't worry about Mick. <laughs> and Mick Jagger just decks him. I'm not sure why it is we don't see it, because everyone else does. You just call him Mick Jagger. What? You just called him Mick Jagger. Different Mick. So, yeah. So. Mick Jagger. <laughs> Thankfully, I can cut the Jagger out of the Mick Jagger. But, yeah, like Mick just decks him. Yeah. yeah. The f- I'm, and I'm not really sure, because remember, I noticed in the cut, we don't see him hit him. Yeah. It's no. just a cut. You, you just hear it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Everyone else sees it, so why not show it? Well, he says, oh, I had too much to drink. <laughs> Which yeah, is a pretty and, funny line. The guy's yeah. like, Rrr. Yeah. But I, well, again, I don't understand why they took that shot out because everyone sees him do it because everyone and reacts. He punches six other people in the movie and they have no problem showing that. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Like, if you notice later on, they change the swear word. The pimp yeah, says, I saw that, fuck yeah. you. And they change it clearly to screw you. Uh, it turns out that was actually from, that was in the movie. They, they had to do that to avoid the um, PG rating. No, the R rating. Or the R rating. Yeah. You use the word fuck. You, there's a count how many times you can use it in a movie and exposure. Is there a count in a podcast? You might you might use up our fucks. I don't think I've used one fuck so far. So Today. Fuck, so back the fuck off. Yeah, today. So, I, and if you notice, I get rid of most of those. So fuck off, oh, you fucking you? fuck. Yeah, that's what you um, do. But, uh, no, so, yeah, but it, to, 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 become, to become R-rated, uh, it, it's, um, you have to, it's words, specifically the word fuck, because it's like the big guy. It's, it's, that's the, the F-bomb. It's the biggie. It's the F-bomb. Um, you can use that X amount of times, and the exposure of breasts is an automatic R in the States. The minute you see a boob, it's R. And I'm not sure why that is. Like, like I, side boob or boob? Full boob. Full boob. Okay. Um, bare boob. Because there's yeah. a lot of movies that show not bare boob. No, like full I've on, seen. topless female. If you see the nipple. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like it's, if it's According it, to the Super Bowl thing. Yeah. It, it, becomes, it becomes immediately uh, <laughs> an R-rated film. And I think we're a little less puritanical here. I still remember an episode of was it some Chicago Hope, an old doctor show, where they talked about a teenage girl getting uh, breast reconstructive surgery, and at the end, you know, they take her shirt off so she can see the work, and it's a sixteen-year-old. It was a sixteen-year-old actress who is in fact topless, eight o'clock at night, Thursday television show, hmm. and of course the next day the news wants to know how the hell did that get past the censors? And they said because we didn't say it was coming, we were not gratuitous about it, we did not linger on it, there was nothing sexual about it. Move on. The network censors said nothing. It was a controversy but, for 30 seconds. Mostly saying, because the entertainment guys didn't understand yeah. how they got it passed. But saying Here, fuck 14 times is a faux pas. <laughs> I actually think it's only one or two times, but yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. And, and again, the full-on boob is immediately, but apparently an ass floss. Um, butt cheeks. Uh, butt cheeks. That's, that, that, that was, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so he decks Farron, him. Farron's going to keep his Borat bikini in the closet. 
Borat thong? Borat thong. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. No, I wouldn't wear one of those. That's just a... I like it very much. Yes. <laughs> my editing is going to be... <laughs> why do we have a seven-minute episode? <laughs> <laughs> and why is the word fuck said four times in that seven yeah. minutes? It's <laughs> all we had for material. It's all we had. Yeah. Let's see how many times we can get it in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> many times as I let you. Uh, but yeah. And so, yeah. So he's drunk. And what I like is that she immediately gets angry with him. It's like, butt out, Dundee. He says, you're not going to marry this oh. lemon, are you? Butt out. I don't like that. She's not She's not all blonde about it. Like she. Yeah. None of your business. It's none of your business. She stands up for him. I don't, I don't need you to run that way. Yeah, yeah. I like that. She knows he's a dick. Or he's, a, you know, when he's drunk and he's, he's an arrogant prick. And, One and, thing I did like is hmm. after drunken titled asshole guy says, I should just order for everyone yeah the other two don't say yeah go ahead he says yeah. well would you like to to her yeah well no to him no her first he said yeah, yeah. did he, offer she, he did offer her to order first because oh, okay. i was i was all ready to be pissed right off about that screw that guy that's that's so ah, i was all ready to hate him so. and 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 then he he recovered very well yeah and, and in Italian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> I don't even. And then we don't even know who ordered. Well, I think they probably they just probably left. Probably just left. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to ask you to leave. Liquid you bread. You never did yeah. find out what that big shield had. Yeah. So then you know, they drop him off at home, and he says to the cabbie, uh, Danny. We learn his name is. is like somewhere to go for a drink here. Like, yeah, sure. What you the say hell? The boozer. I got to go the to boozer. the boozer. I don't know that one. It's like a pub. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm off my shift. Uh, yeah, what the hell? Um, there's a stereotype for you. Oh, look, that's a New York Italian cab driver. <laughs> you know, fresh off the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't any of those. There. 2022 will have some. That's when they're saying. The yeah, but I don't think it's. Titanic. I don't think your huddled masses are coming on the Titanic too. I don't think they can afford oh, yeah, I guess. to go trip over. I guess. They're yeah. following the exact route. Exact route too. How yeah. exact? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're going down. I said the exact route. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you read the brochure? That is awesome. (laughs) They're going to have to specify, but don't worry. At this point, we carry on with the original route. Yeah. 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 The exact route ends cold i wonder yeah. i wonder how they're gonna do that like i wonder if they're gonna stop and be like so this is where you know yeah like, oh i promise i promise you I, I, I i'm i'm i mentioned to keith i think that'd be a really cool a really cool thing to do i think creepy as fuck but creepy anyway. but i think it'd be pretty cool but back to the movie so, we're actually watching all right so yeah so they go out and they go to this bar and the bar is you know the, the thing with this guy again is that we get to see that despite the fact that he is surrounded by people who could not be further from him culturally Everyone likes him. Yeah. He's telling stories. That, and people are yelling, come over here. And this guy, here, yeah. this guy from Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's making up stories that are full bullshit. And he knows it. He's just <laughs> having fun. Oh, I found a fish bigs one time. I opened it up. And what, what happened? Three Filipino fishermen still in their boat. <laughs> you know, you know, your black widow spider. That's fine. But ours could, can kill you in eight seconds just by looking at you. Like he's, <laughs> he's having some fun. Everyone likes him. The guys, the girls, black, white. Everyone likes him. Like the pimp. Thinks he's cool. I think the pimp sort of thinks he's the one in the zoot suit. He thinks oh, yeah. he's kind of uh, weird, but... Shows him the handshake, and he's like, yeah, I think yeah. it's... Yeah. He sort of laughs at him, but never meanly. And everyone, like I said, everyone in this film is nice. Even, I said, even Gwen, this is the scene with Gwendolyn, this woman who's ridiculously, for some reason, overdressed for a, a corner bar. Here's me, little Italian mate, Danny. Just in trying to buy another round, too, mate. What are you drinking, Gwendolyn? Oh, no more Please, Thanks, Mick. I must be getting on home. Oh. Where's, uh, where's home, sweetie? Just around the corner. 
have a little place where I live all by my lonesome. Not now. Most of the time, that is. Oh. Must, uh, must get a bit lonely, eh? Anchor for a bit of uh, male company. Do I ever? Uh, excuse me, Gwendolyn. Don't go away, love. I've been trying to tell you all night. That girl, she's a guy. A man dressed up as a girl. A fag, for Christ's sakes. Gwendolyn? I'm sure That's there's this. not a lot of Gwendolyns in uh, Walkabout, Walkabout Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, little... <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of Gwendolyns in um, in, in Walkabout, Walkabout Creek. Creek. But the only one who's really the problem here is Danny. Like I've been trying to tell you all night, it's a guy. It's a freaking fag. Oh, really? It's kind of a funny thing because it is a pretty lighthearted scene, but to go out of your way to like. Poke fun at that, but that's the to 80s. that extent. Yeah, that's the 80s. Yeah, it's true. And I guess they could have taken it way further, and really didn't. It sort of just walks over to her, grabs her by the mm-hmm. junk, by, by the cross. That's a she, dude. And then the scene sort of. And just, but everyone mocks him. Everyone yeah. mo- mocks her. Excuse me, mocks Gwendolyn as yeah. she flees the scene. And then the scene sort of just carries on. There's no dawning on it. There's no so like the whole use of she's a fag. Yeah, it just, it, there's real no yeah. place. They you could have skipped it. Yeah, you don't need it. But in the but '80s, unfortunately, this is the '80s. The, that wasn't seen as crossing any lines. They were probably all patting each other on the back for Isn't that. Isn't this scene. a funny scene? Yeah, yeah. Because in, because the next woman go to that party and she meets the the he, oh the old rich lady, the, the old rich lady who's a little manly, who's got the, well, this, just because she's got this deep voice. Yeah, <gasps> Sue, darling, you're back. Oh, wonderful. Man, how are you? Couldn't be better. And he grabs her by the crotch, and don't worry, he's Australian. Well, I better go there sometime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you know, the, the thing with Gwendolyn, I think, ruins the scene. Again, if it were remade today, they would treat the scene very differently. I think you could, if you, with some creative editing, you could get rid of the bad parts of it. Yeah. But not too much of it, because the whole punchline of the scene is the crotch grab. Yeah, but, and, and creates another opportunity for a jokey scene yeah. later on. It's one of those things, it's the 80s, like when we do Temple of Doom. Now, there's some racism there. We're going to have to get past that when we watch it. We'll have to talk about it, but yeah. And then, yeah, so he wanders out and he meets two, uh, uh, two prostitutes. What I really like is that one of them, the one, the, the one in the red, she recognizes Crocodile Dundee. Oh, I've been reading about you in the paper. Yeah. I think that was a nice touch. They're not dumb bimbo characters. It's like, are you single? Yeah, we're both single. <laughs> well, yeah, because but it was a funny, t- kind of a cute scene, and it didn't portray the fact that these are two prostitutes. Well, they are, they, they are, but it's but not, they're not dumb, they're not ditzy, yeah. they're not bad people. Maybe the first one's on the house. First one, what? what yeah, yeah, give you one for free. Yeah, one, what? Yeah, it's it, it is a cute scene. But what I like is that these women, I, I defer to the girl in the room, but I felt that they were being treated respectfully. Sure, it's, yeah, they're they're not as as two dimensional as. They could have been. That character usually is. They yeah. make them super bimbo-y. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the one who seems sort of got that sort of bimbo voice, that bimbo 80s voice, she says, I read about you in the paper. So here's a woman who, yeah. who reads and the paper. Again, they're just nice. They're, yeah. they're just nice people. They're, yeah. Another side story. Another very quick side story to add to the series of side stories that creates Crocodile Dundee. You know what I'm starting to realize? 
you could pick any character at random from this movie and watch a movie about him. Yeah. The black pimp in the zoot suit. I think he'd be an interesting character to follow for an hour and a half. The cab driver, maybe not so much, but he's not a bad guy. Well, they've made video games with like cab drivers. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking, <laughs> about, you know, but like these two characters, they did. I mean, you know, Pretty Woman a few years later, different story, but all these characters are interesting people you'd want to meet, except for the slime ball who's the the pimp. You know, it's like, do you, you know? It's very obvious the line was meant to be, are you going to socialize with them or are you going to fuck them? But instead he says, screw. And again, that was about avoiding the R rating. Off, off topic again. Die Hard came on Sunday afternoon one time. And it's yippee, yippee-ki-yay. Melon Farmer. Melon Farmer? Melon Farmer? <laughs> Watermelon? Yeah. Like yippee-ki-yay, Melon, melon Farmer. farmer. I've been I've been laughing about that one for like fifteen years. <laughs> We're gonna do our research on melon farmers. <laughs> yeah, that's just my god. Yeah, so the next scene, you know, the next day he's uh he's, he's he does uh, bathe. He does bathe, though he doesn't actually seem to clean himself. Because if you look at his chest, he's sitting in the bathtub doing his laundry, but look at his chest, he's like he's filthy. He looks like he's covered in sweat. And I get it, he's been in the sun a long time, but it, he just looks grimy. I think it's just a bad makeup job. Because I'm guessing that Paul Hogan wasn't that dark. No. So they're trying to get, so they're applying the makeup to his chest. And I get that that's difficult through chest hair. But he comes off in this scene looking like he's been working out for an hour. Like he's all sweaty yeah. and grimy. And then he's washing his clothes. It's so funny because they probably have a turnout laundry service at that hotel. You, you'd think, right? But he's like scrubbing his sock and smelling it. To make sure like, it's clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then he's got his, his bowie knife jabbed in the wall. So he can create a, yeah. a, a, a and wide And he's sleeping on the floor. And yeah. yeah. And then again, you know, the, you know, Rosita, the maid or whatever, Rosalita or the maid comes in and, and Sue takes the. Well, and I like how she's kind of flirty when she comes in. So it kind of creates like, obviously yeah, they had she, some she, positive yeah, interaction. Senior mixed towels. And then the, the yeah. leg comes around the corner of the door. And, and it's Sue. And, yeah, and your it's Sue. towel, like, senior. I was, I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts his hat over but, his. But it's that same thing. Junk. Nick is, he makes friends with everyone. Yeah. He's charismatic. He's yeah. low key flirty with. With all of them. Yeah, all like, he, he, you know, this guy probably poked his head out the door, saw her, and said, do you have any, I don't have any towels, do, would you mind grabbing me some? Right away. And he probably, in that time, took took a moment to introduce himself and what he was doing there, and it was probably not just, you, towels, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I like that, that he's just, this guy tries to be friendly with everyone he meets. Yeah. So then she takes him out for uh, hot dog. the hot dog from hell. The iguana, sour, the iguana dog. Well, yeah, a hot dog with was it sauerkraut and onions? onions and it's like, and mm, you eat this? We well, can live off them, but they taste like shit. Sound and, like they taste fantastic. I would eat that. I would oh eat yeah, that right but now. let's have that for lunch. Yeah, but the kiosk owner gives her this stink eye. That <laughs> right? says, Excuse me, I work in here. This is know. my street meat. Yeah, I'm working here, sir. But uh, and so they walk down the street and and, and there's oh sorry again and, and then she sees the. Bag nabber. Well, first there's the the haircut where the guy is getting the sides of his head shaved off so he can have a mohawk, and everyone's sort of peeking through the window and gawking at him because it's New York in the '80s, whatever. And then yeah, there's the purse snatcher, and he takes him up by throwing a uh, a can at him at like a hundred yards. At a hundred yards, yeah. <laughs> knocks him flat on his flat face. on his ass. Yeah, <laughs> that would hurt. Like you'd be down for the count. I think if you took that at a hundred yards, yeah, that's how hot heck of a throw. Well, again, it's the I mean the same thing, right? It was the same thing with the wallaby. She starts taking pictures, and she, the camera sort of it's the same. They even frame it the same way. She's taking the picture, and the camera comes down, and he gives this look. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of symmetry 
between the first half and the second half. Yeah, and I, I'm only starting to pick up on that. I think this this watch. Too, oh yeah, it? really? Yeah, it's. Oh, it was... I was looking for something different when I was just sort of previewing it, previewing it to make sure we'd have something to talk about. But yeah, and so they go to this party, and I'm not sure what to say other than it's the most '80s party to ever '80s. <laughs> uh, the fashion is oh. breathtaking. <laughs> and not in a good way. And not in a good way. It's like the capital in Hunger Games. Hunger yeah, Games, like yeah, the, the capital, capital where yeah. they're all wearing all kinds of wonkiness. But yeah. I'm like, that looks like the eighties. Yeah, and, and, and some of that's coming back now. Yeah, and, and, and even even Sue's in a dress that, yeah. that that's technically a dress. It's it's an eighties dress, and you know we get the joke with the cocaine and. There's you know, the second half of the, the the transvestite joke that, you know, a woman with a deep voice and he grabs her by the crotch and... It's actually a woman. And yeah. <laughs> Other than that, that party meet, I don't think that party accomplishes a goddamn thing. Just the more of them being together and showing how they interact well together. And yeah. she seems pretty happy when he's around. Yeah. And it's more uh, the sketch comedy of a fish out of water. That's what it yeah. is. Look at all these different ways that he's a fish out of water. And yeah, so then, you know, then, then they're walking home that night and... They get mugged, and of course, this is by far the famous, I think, the most famous scene. This is what this movie's known for. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Just kids having fun. He pulls out his Bowie his, knife. his big ass Bowie knife and shreds the guy's uh, Michael Jackson thriller <laughs> jacket and sends them on his way. He's like, "Oh, just a bunch of kids having fun." He's like, "Yeah, no." But the only unrealistic thing about that is the guy had a knife and not a not a pistol. Yeah, but well, yeah, it was, it was but in '86, switchblade probably. It was a switchblade. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was an '80s thing. Yeah. I guess. I like, know. think back to Police Academy, and like they always had the knives, all the gangsters there. Yes, yeah, we, we, should should we should definitely judge New York in the 80s by Hollywood movies. Movies. Police, well, Hollywood movies. And Police Academy. Well, Hollywood movies, yeah. Very absolutely. serious movie that yeah. was. That's not my experience running gangs in the 80s in New York. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what about yours? We were in a different gang. We were in rival gangs, yeah. right? Yeah. I was only six. You were only so six. I don't remember. <laughs> a small gang. The alphabet gang. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then we finally get to meet Daddy, who we learn that's how she got her job. Daddy owns the paper, so they're filthy rich. And they say, you know, come out to our house that night, and it's in the Hamptons. And again, how much more 80s could you be? You know, we're out in the Hamptons, and they're wearing the, what do we say it was called? Ascot. That Ascot? <laughs> Why is that funny? I, I just don't know the name. I'm sorry. Because I grew up in the 80s with a pack of adolescent males, and Ascot is... Ascot, okay. It's really, really funny. <laughs> So the ascot he's wearing, it's like nothing screams 80s like a rich guy with an ascot with, a, with the, the diamond in the middle of it. And the way these people are dressed and the way they behave and the, it's just brutally 80s. And it ends with uh, essentially Richard claiming Sue as his wife. I say claim because he doesn't actually propose to her. No, but we, um, he doesn't let her say anything. It's yeah. the club and drag. The club and drag proposal. Yeah. You will be mine. Bonk. Bonk yeah. <laughs> Sam said to me earlier, you're her editor. Can't you stop her from taking all these dangerous assignments? Well, quite obviously, I have not had a great deal of success influencing her as her editor. Perhaps I'll have more success as her husband. 
if she'll have me. Richard. And, and what happens? A diamond. Yeah, and what happens? Everyone applauds. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he heads off, and oh, and of course we 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 did miss the symmetry of the uh, water buffalo versus the attacked Dobermans. Oh yeah, you know with the hook'em horns and the you know <laughs> the Texas the, the Texas horns from the U- University of Texas. And, yeah, makes them makes the dogs good, and you know, but they they play on that because remember the uh, the limo driver. He thinks, oh, the dogs are fine, and they growl at him. No, turns around, walks away. Yeah, yeah. So there's the proposal, and he goes off to get shit faced drunk. And the uh, we we learn, unfortunately, that the uh, that the uh, limo driver is a drunk. He has a <laughs> mostly empty bottle of I don't know what that In the was. Passenger but, seat. Yeah, <laughs> whiskey. Yeah, whiskey, and it's mostly empty. And drops him off in Times Square. And remember, I noted Times Square here looks really ratty. Isn't that like a huge tourist trap now? Like yeah. a super, any picture I've seen of it doesn't look like this. No, it looks far more beautified. Beautified, yeah. Uh, and so he sort of wanders off. He hands his bottle off to a bum. Here you go, Grandpa. Again, even to the, the homeless dudes, he's just, he's a, just a nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah. Q, pissed off. Pimp. Pimp. Oh, no, the girls first. He's going to chat with st- the girls. That's the thing. I'm, I'm confused. Was that, a, was that a, it just happens to be that this pimp has two other girls who look like the other ones? Or was that a trap? Was it just it couldn't possibly have been a trap. Like, what they're going to stand out there every night until Mick Dundee, Mick Dundee shows up? Yeah, I think it's just coincidence. Coincidence that they happen to look well, like. Oh, I thought you were someone else. Yeah, because he did see Simone, one of the yeah the hookers at, at the eighties party. party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, she's with her dad. She's with her dad. Yeah, no. <laughs> I also hate to say, I hate to tell it, but uh, a guy that rich at that party wouldn't be finding a ten dollars streetwalker. He'd be calling an agency, an escort service, an escort yeah. service. Yeah. Um, and someone named Tiffany would show up. How do you know they're $10? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. This is where I tell you. Like, I told you. I was, uh, I don't even, it's not even a secret. I ran with gangs in the 80s. So I was seven, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Treehouse gang. Yeah. It's another cute scene. Like, he realizes he doesn't have his knife with him as he left it in the uh, in the limo. And so he does the thing with the hook of horns again. And then punches him. That's cute. Because he knows he's fucked. So he might as well go down swinging. Yeah. Yep. And apparently the limo driver had been following him. And hits a couple people with the car. car destroys that, destroys the, the front grill. Windshield. The, the windshield. And then rips the uh, the boomerang-shaped... Fin thing. Uh, ra- so it's, it's a TV antenna. There's a television inside. That's what those are for. They're TV antennas. Cool. Yeah. And uses like a boomerang to take out the one pimp enforcer who's making a run, run for it. Which is a pretty funny... Scene in yeah, the so sense. Are you sure you're not tribal? No, fir- man. Harlem yeah. Warlords. The, fir- the first boomerang you see is in New York it, it off is, the back of a limo. Kind yeah. of a funny. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's scene. a nice, yeah. And the joke is a nice play because the first time he sees the limo driver, he says, Well, you're tribal. Tri- Excuse me? Well, you're a black fellow. Like last time I looked. Well, what tribe are you in? I'm not in a tribe. Like he takes it like, yeah. What are you from Africa? He doesn't realize yeah. how this guy means it. Because he, he grew up, I mean, he, he grew up in a tribe full of black guys. But, you know, it, it's kind of neat in the end. It's like, yeah, Harlem Warlords. Of course the black guy had to be in a gang as a kid. <laughs> but I don't think it's, yes, it's an 80s trope and it's a racist trope. Right. But I don't think it's played cruelly. No. no. I don't think even it's. The, even the limo driver is treated with respect. This movie treats everyone with respect. Very, yeah. Except Richard, because he's a douchebag. Right. And the two, quote unquote, bad guys, the city slicker, Hunter, mm-hmm. and the pimp. 
those are the only bad guys you have. But everyone else, even Richard is, eh, he's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's not evil. Daddy, you know, Daddy Warbucks does not say, you're not, you're damaged, you're marrying that man, you're not going after that Aussie. He's totally on board with Ma. Yeah. With, with, is, with, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah. Well, no, okay. she says no, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Like, she sort of smiles, like, okay, it's all yours. So then he goes on Walkabout, and I, I love the music. Yeah. The, the music sort of builds up, but it never goes over the top. And yeah. It almost feels like that music's being used as like a time lapse, but there's no real time lapse. Like if you listen to that music, it's kind of got this really fast beat to it. And it's like something well, fast is going to happen, but he's just walking. Well, it well, starts off slow, right? He walks. Yeah. And then she's running after him. She's almost like running faster than the beat of the music, but she's trying to catch up. Yeah. And, and like you say, gets rid of her, her, feet, yeah. her high heels. And then she York, goes down the subway. Mm-hmm. barefooted yeah that's not right. well she, does, she doesn't get very far yeah it gets down on the subway this packed thing and then you have this cute little scene where through two inter- intermediaries Mick Mick Dundee what's up lady I gotta talk to that man down the end the one in the black hat they stage that these packs of people and they're all more or less the same height except the two people along the way who will relay the message to mick big tall black guy with a red bandana he stands out yeah and then further down a slightly hot taller city worker with an orange hard hat again <laughs> really but they stand out visually so the camera doesn't have to find them every time you know who, like the camera right. knows who they're looking for. Yeah, the relay is clear. Yeah, and it, that's a neat visual trick. They didn't have to. They didn't have to be that that obvious about it. It could have been just any two but, any two extras in that crowd. Yeah, and I I, I like the scene because you know it's it's funny that they relay the message down. And he says, "But how come?" And then they relay that back, and then it comes back. And it's like, "But why?" And then it relays back. I'll just come and tell her. Yeah, <laughs> and then they do the crowd surfing thing, and it's funny because if you notice. We first see the shot of him standing on people's heads as he walks towards her because she says, I'm not going to marry Richard. And, oh, I'm coming over. We see him walking on people's heads. But then it, we have another shot, which was taken, I guess, from the other platform. And he's clearly on a, platform. a wooden platform. <laughs> you can spot it at times. And then there's another zoom in. And he's on heads again. And you can see, like, he's be- obviously he's in a harness or something. His feet are barely touching the heads. Like, it's not like this full-force guy walking in. And, and the funny thing is, that wouldn't have been that dangerous or hard. He's, I mean, what's this guy weigh up? He's not 200 pounds, this guy. I'm not walking on anyone's heads. No, but you're, you're the floating fat man. We need suspensors. To keep <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you saw the Baron Harkonnen, and you liked that. Yeah. I like what I see. Dead sexy. Yeah. <laughs> he's something. Mostly just dead, actually. But, uh, mostly just dead. Yeah, and then that's that's literally the end of the movie is them embracing. Yeah, they don't belabor the point. It was a love story, fair. Yeah, oh, I get it, but the it's whole just, way. You know, and then there is a second movie which takes place a few months later, and and she's living in his or he's living in her apartment, and then 
her ex-husband. Remember, she mentions she has an ex-husband, and it turns out he's a journalist, and he takes pictures of a what do you call it a Colombian, a Colombian drug, drug lord executing blah blah blah. They get involved. There's a chase, and you know, Mick says, "I can't protect you in New York." Well, go to the outback, and then it's it's an action movie, a comedic action movie, but really, really dumb. Like I looked at this movie, and who thought this was a cool? <laughs> who thought this was where to go? with Three hundred and thirty million dollars. Three hundred thirty. Who thought yeah, but, that was but, really but, cool? But why not make? Well, then why not remake the movie? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Remake it, but why not repeat the success? Why not have the second half of this love story? Ending in their marriage and have it the hijinks of the marriage. Or even if it's not a marriage, even if he goes on a three-year walkabout and that's the end of it. Like, something that isn't Colombian drug lords chasing after. Yeah, that was very sort of late 80s bullshit. I don't think we're ever going to do one of those films, but it's, that's what <sighs> it is. How do you get back? How do you get them back to the outback is ultimately. Yeah, and that's where we learn he's rich. And then they did a third one called Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, where they are in fact married. And I never even. I think I might have seen it, but I have no recollections of this movie. Like, that's how much it stuck with me. And that's sort of it. That's the movie. Yeah. So, when did you see it last, Raymond? Do you remember? Probably 15 years. Really? Okay. So, did you like it then? Um, Yeah, I've always liked. I was excited to do it today. Okay. It it holds up for you? Uh, More than I think it ever has. Like, in watching this movie today, at the end, I was like, that was a good movie. And it's not a deep thinker at all. No. But surface-wise, it's got... Just the right amount. It's not top secret humor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not goofy. It's good humored, light hearted. Yeah. There's, love there's, story. there's visual gags or some great yeah. audio, uh, yeah. like dialogue gags. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I thought I, I really, really enjoyed it yeah. today. Okay. What about, what do we have there? Yeah. It's still no, no change. Uh, When's the last time you saw it? In the theater. Wow. Okay. With, so with my family when Fair. I was like 13. Wow, Back in okay. 86. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and you like it? Yeah, it's, it's still good. It's still fun. It's yeah. okay. I've probably seen it. I mean, I'm a movie guy. I, I watch a lot of movies. So I probably saw it 10 years ago. And then I saw it, you know, I think two months ago when we first said, hey, let's do this. Uh, and then today. And I actually like it way more yep. because I'm an adult and I appreciate the humor more. And I appreciate the relationships, the way these people relate to each other more. It, it makes more sense to me than it did. Not that I didn't get it as a kid, but you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I find that this movie is better now that I'm a grown up. I totally agree. And I would, like, after watching this, I'm going to go home and be like, hey, Keitha, we should watch this movie again in the near future because it, it's a really good movie. Yeah. And it, it totally, in my opinion, holds up. I would say it's 3.8, 4 out of 5 stars yeah. for me. Like, it's not yeah. the greatest movie in the world, but it's something you can have on and not be too worried about it's it. like my mother would say, just a nice movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another nice movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there it is. So let's go eat something and something we won't have to kill first. And- Guana?